York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show. Here to give you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time. And guess what, guys? It's time to finally talk about a Knicks victory gun shots because the Knicks beat the Clippers 116 to 93. The Bodman himself, Bodman Barry, gives you 24 points, nine rebounds, and four assist gunshots for RJ Barrett. Uh, we got Mitchell Robinson who had a monster game as well with 12 points, 11 rebounds, eight on the offensive end, and two blocks. Gunshot for Mitchell Robinson. We have Emmanuel quickly dropping power forward stats 21 points and 10 rebounds with six assists. Gunshots for Emmanuel quickly busting out. And also, the man, the myth, the legend in the making, Cam Reddish, has his best game as a New York Knicks and gives you 17 points on the night. Busting in the air for Cam Reddish. The Knicks snap a seven-game losing streak. The Knicks hold this team to under 100 points and beat these Clippers in convincing fashion, finally taking home a win. And it's not even just that we won, Ryan. It's the way we won because we won with the youth, and that's the way we want to do it. We want to win with the kids because we was talking last game, last game, Ryan. We was like, oh, Tibbs don't like kids. Tibbs hates children. Today, the kids played. <laughs> and, and that's all made it fun. And, and no, we're going to break down the game real quick. Before we break down Dave, please show you make that hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and comment is gonna help all the algorithms help us algorithm up and salute the KOT show and get us to another level. And um shout out to, to the guys in the chat too, all right? Shout out to you guys in the chat. Shout out to because y'all guys are crazy. Y'all here talking next with us at 1 a.m. in the morning. So shout out to Picks for Timmy, Ellen Marshall, the best mod in the game, uh Fritz Alessandro, who, who set his alarm to make sure he made the post game today. Shout out to Civil Analytics, everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Alright, alright. Of course you already know I have to introduce my guy too. It is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Glad to see the you them play. The you them. And bring the win home. And I got some stats for y'all right quick. Let's go. The plus and minus of the youth lineup, that second unit that Dibs put into the game. Let's go. RJ Barrett, who played with the second unit. Plus 36. Let's go. McBride, plus 27. Let's go. Reddish, plus 22. Mm. Sims and Quickly, plus 15. Loving it. <laughs> yeah, man. The youth the youth came out to play today. The youth definitely came out to play. And it was apparent, like, there was a por- there was a portion in the game, right? Because there's a lot to talk about. You know, Alec Burks did well. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that, but it's not fun right now, right? Mitchell <laughs> Mitch Robinson's done well. It's, it's fun talking about Mitch. It's very – but we're going to talk about him later. But I really want to talk about the youth right now because as Raw calls the team Mob Deep, Mob Deep has been struggling for a while since the fall of Derrick Rose. They haven't really found their rhythm. Miles McBride – is in center. He's inserted into this unit because Obi Toppin is out, and also Grimes being out is uh, allowing Cam Reddish to actually start to find a rhythm. 
and what you're seeing right now and what you saw in that second quarter was a period of time where these Knicks dominated not only offensively but mostly defensively we've seen this coach Ryan complain that you know what you guys you guys aren't getting multiple stops last season we we're seeing four or five stops this season we struggled to even get three stops in a row today ryan there was a period in the second quarter where these knicks stopped the clippers from scoring for about five minutes and 45 seconds and <laughs> the knicks went on this crazy run and it, it, it was the, it, it, it was the people you talked about it was mcbride it was rj barrett it was Cam Reddish. <laughs> it, 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 it was, it was uh, who am I missing right now, Ryan? It's, it's, it's Sims. Sims. And it was Sims. And it was the youth who really put it together. And then at some point, Sims went out for Mitch. And it was still rolling. And, and, yep. and I'm just like, and I don't think it's any, <laughs> I don't think it's any accident that when that unit came out and the first unit came back in, the defense started to get a little bit wonky. What did, what did you see today, Ryan? Let me know. <laughs> Well, yeah, the Knicks won the game today because that second unit was swarming defensively. It was some of the best defensive play I've seen from the Knicks all season. Guys were all over the court and quickly. My gosh, I don't, I don't know if I've seen a better defensive effort from quickly all year. This guy was all over the floor. He was getting over screens. He was getting rebounds and starting fast breaks. Yeah. He, quickly was on it tonight and yeah. I definitely got to give him a lot of props for that and and I think the fact that McBride is in the game too that put that gives um the Knicks a good point of attack defender right there because McBride really shut down Reggie Jackson in jail Terrence Mann it didn't matter who McBride was on McBride was on him crazy and uh, then we you know added with Reddish Reddish with his length getting you know getting to you know deflecting passes and then Reddish showing his creativity on the offensive end, being able to drive to the basket, draw fouls, finish at the rim, knocked on a couple of threes, definitely showing his worth. And, you know, R.J. Barrett being Badman Barrett as usual, doing, you know, on both sides of the floor. Sims, crazy athleticism. And you can tell his defensive um, position definitely got better because he was definitely um, all over the floor as well, grabbing rebounds. And it was definitely a great effort from the second unit. And... If this just shows that Thibs needs to trust in these kids more because when these kids are on the floor together, they they put in top effort and they're really all over the floor. Yeah, it's the it's it's a combination of stuff that seems to be working with this group. It's like one is like quickly his confidence has come back, and it's crazy because he's still not really the quintessential point guard. He, the everything is opening up to his scoring first and then passing second. But today when he's hitting his shots. It worked because he's he's putting so much pressure. Um, him, the combination of quickly and Barrett, it kind of reminded me of McBride and quickly when they first started going together, where they both just kept attacking them relentlessly. It kind of reminded me of him and Derrick Rose when they both started attacking them relentlessly. They just both of them, RJ and quickly, just kept going at them, and they didn't have a second to relax on the defensive end, and it just opened up everything else on the floor. So shout out to Quickly, who found his rhythm, um, and then didn't even just rely on floaters, but was getting to the rim um, at will, too. And not only that, like his, his shot is starting to return. He shot three or five from the three point, three or five from three, and 60% from the field, and it's like, 
quickly is a guy we like man you you know this guy is a shooter right he hasn't missed a free throw ryan since january 31st <laughs> he's the second in the nba in free throw shooting so you, you know you know my mantra right if you are good at shooting free throws then it's usually translate into shooting so you buy on the shot and finally this the shot bought in with him and he was able to bring that shot with him today so quickly <laughs> career high 10 rebounds was was phenomenal but it was like it was just even just the 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 rj cam quickly relentless attacking was something to behold because even there came a point in that fourth quarter again the the clippers were chipping away at the lead i think they had the lead down to 11 in the fourth quarter yeah tom thibodeau started to ease in that second unit to save us and once again ryan the clamps came down mm-hmm. i think the, i think at one point the lead was up to like 32 or something and we beat this this team to a pulp and it was a combination of the defense and and the the scoring and you starting to see you start to see Cam Reddish come alive, like yeah. Go ahead. No, I was I was just saying I just want to throw on one thing because I know we thrash Thibs a lot, but there was a one move Thibs made in this game, and I give him a lot of credit for it because if this was Thibs earlier this season, he would not have made this move because he's too stubborn in his ways, as we all know. There was a time in the second quarter where the Clippers were making a run coming mm-hmm. back into the game, and the Clippers went small, and they had Mitch on the floor, and Mitch was forced to guard on the perimeter because the Clippers went small. And he took Mitch out the game with, like, I think about three minutes left in the second quarter and put in reddish to match better with the Clippers. And then once he made that move, the Knicks were able to increase the lead back to 19 going into the um, halftime. So I have to give Thibs credit for that because Thibs is a coach that he's very stubborn in his ways and for him to make that kind of move, I was like, wow. I, I was shocked when I saw it. Yeah, it makes you think, is the front office or is starting to get to him? Is he starting to open his mind to being more flexible with these rotations? Because, man, everybody's been screaming, play the kids! Kids hate... Thibs hates children! All of a sudden today... <laughs> The kids play, and the kids were more reliable to us. I mean, granted, you know, Alec Burks had a good game. The first unit did okay, you know. But re- it was really the kids who really brought this home, and that's what made this win so satisfying is the youth is what really did it. Like, Sims has been – Sims! We haven't even talked about Sims. <laughs> Sims Sims caught an alley where his hands reached – I feel like he, he reached over the square of the backboard. Like, yeah. Sims – under Robinson's offensive rebounds, promise has been great. Sims had five offensive rebounds on the night, eleven. And it's granted he only scored four points, but Sims, Sims has gotten better. And I know some people will say, you know, he should have been in earlier, and that's debatable too. Maybe he should have been earlier than than now because you know sometimes what happens is you get into the G League, you get a rhythm, you get better, you get better with the timing. But, but like, still me. Still, I still feel like Tibbs maybe wasted his time on the bench playing Taj more minutes than he should have when he should have been playing Sims a lot more. And now that's 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 reaping dividends. So it's like there's a lot of man. Sims, <laughs> this yo, Ryan, with the success of this second unit, at least today, I would have to think 
I would have to hope. I would have to. I would. I would pray that common sense starts to seep in to this coach's mind and think it's time to make a change. It's time to try something different, and it's time to make some really tough decisions. Because as cool as it was seeing this second unit get it together, tough decisions seems like is on the horizon. And one of these tough decisions that seems like it might have to be made is. The emergence of Cam at the four. Cam Reddish at the four over, over Cam at the four mixed with McBride. When you're looking at that 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 unit from top to bottom, looks like it might be our best defensive unit. We have defenders all over the floor between Cam, IQ, who's been good defensively this season, McBride, <laughs> uh, RJ. And Sims or Mitch, you have pretty much five defenders, right? Yeah. You have pretty much five defenders, right? So I don't think it's an accident that they went five minutes and 45 seconds in the second quarter without scoring because you got five defenders on the floor. On top of that, you have guys who could potentially shoot in, in Cam and RJ and quickly. And then you now you have in Cam who can penetrate and finish. He could finish better than everybody. Like that squad seems like a perfect balance, at least right now. The only time I can actually maybe see some problems if there's a bigger four, mm-hmm. right? To who can kind of handle Cam, but that blend of talent looks like a really good blend of offensive defense from one to five if they can get it together. And I'm not even saying Cam. Even Cam, I'm not even saying Cam is a perfect defender because he has his faults, but it seems like even now Cam is getting more minutes and more reps. He's getting more comfortable in other defensive schemes. He's making less and less mistakes. So even his even his defense is looking way better. Like I this is woo. Am I correct? Mm. Yeah, um, it's definitely gonna be some tough decisions to be made because you have to remember, Obi is out and Grimes is out. And those are two of the young players that need time as well. And, like, we all know Thibs. I doubt Thibs is going to bench his vets to give these guys playing time. I think the more than likely outcome is going to be Grimes is going to come back. Grimes is definitely going to get playing time because Thibs seems like he trusts Grimes. Right. Now, I feel like with the, with the way that the lineup currently is in the second unit, I can probably see RJ getting less minutes with the second unit with Grimes back, and then Grimes just gets those minutes instead with the second unit. True. But not, not, but not the issue is Obi because Reddish is playing good right now. You cannot bench Reddish or lessen his minutes just because somebody else is back. So the issue is going to be now, are you going to go back to benching McBride and then, put, and then, and then, and then give Obi those minutes and have him play with Obi, Reddish, um, quickly, Grimes, like, are you going to, in sense, like, are you going to go with a lineup like that? Or are you going to actually, like, give what, give the vets less minutes so you could try to pick McBride and Obi in there as well? And knowing Thibs, I doubt that's going to be the case, but, yeah, decisions are going to be made, and I think that guy, and I think the guy who's going to be the odd man out probably is going to be McBride once Obi and Grimes returns. Which sucks, because the one, I do like that, you know, it's funny. I want to see McBride with the ball more. But at all, I also know that RJ running the point um, has helped him. 
especially running with the second unit because RJ didn't start off playing well this first quarter. He started playing badly in the first quarter, or at least bad on the offensive end. And in the second quarter, he started getting going running with the second unit and kind of carried over to the second part of the game. Um, so that's, that's a good point, Ryan. When you grounds him back, maybe he'll be more exclusively with that second unit. But but then it's like that ball handler, we need we quickly needs that other ball handler. Yeah, exactly. To rely on. If Grimes is there, it can't it can't be Grimes. Like it, it definitely can't be Grimes. So I would man, like it would I would hope it would be McBride, but I can see Coach See, I, y'all about to have me call him Coach Comover. I can see <laughs> I'm about reading reading the chat. Reading the chat. I can see Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> I can see Tom Thibodeau, like you said, putting Big Bride back on the bench and putting Obi in. But it's like, man, at this point, at this point, the way you see McBride defend, he actually hit a three today. I think you have to consider it. You have to consider yeah. a shakeup. Um, if he's a truly a coach who's open to adjustments, you have to test these lineups. And for the front office, this game today, knowing who knows the tips is going to be here or not, who knows the tips going to be here or not this summer. But if, if if I know some people are saying he's he's long gone, I'm still I'm still in the belief that they might give him a half a season next season because they're boys. That's my that's my thinking. But who knows? He could be gone in the summer. If he's gone in the summer, then none of this matters. But if they're planning on keeping him, they got to make things e- easier for him. And I feel like it might next summer might be the move to go more full on youth movement. Seeing how this talent is producing right now. Like you try, you, I, you definitely have to try to like move Fournier and get Grimes into that starting role in my mind, and I feel like that's gonna that's gonna open up a lot of things. At least that that moving moving Burks or Evan Fournier in that starting out of, out out of here, moving Burks, moving Burks and Evan Fournier out of here in the summer is gonna help us tremendously open up. Uh, minutes for this youth movement because it looks like we, we're on to something with our struggles still happening we still have we're, we are still really good man we still have the best the most amount of young talent we've had in a long time a very long time Jeez. yeah man and, and and i'm gonna be real about it like because right now the way it looks the knicks have seven talented young players that's a lot that's a lot Seven talented young players, and you go and you're gonna have to give these guys developmental minutes. And if you're gonna develop these guys, then you have to be real with yourself. Tibbs is not the right coach for the team. And I, I don't know, like I don't know Brian's coaching style. I don't know if Brian would be the right guy for the job. I mean, I would think that, you know, him maybe him being a younger coach, maybe he would you know more lean on the youth and try to develop the youth rather than play the vets like this. Mm-hmm. But you know, if that's the case, like, yeah, I'm, the Knicks are going to have to make a change at coaching because, especially if the Knicks get a high pick in, the, in this upcoming draft, like, they, they get lucky enough to get a high pick and then another good young player comes in to add to that core that Knicks already have, then you have to go developmental coach. You have to. There's no, I can't, yo, I, Ryan, I don't see any chance in hell, especially if Tibbs is here, if we get another high pick that he plays with this team. Two pick, I like, I don't even know if I want another like unless he's like a, a top four pick. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if I want him getting minutes with all these youth guys here. Unless he unless he outright is that much better than the guys that are here already. I'm not even sure if I want that because we have so much talent here 
that we need to develop. So I, I, it might be time to package some some of this stuff and move on. Like yeah, uh, but yeah, but that's a good thing too because if say say for example the Knicks draft a really good player in the draft, that's going to give you at least eight young guys like a like a a core of eight young players that could, that are really good. You would have to think that. Some of these guys are going to draw interest from other teams to where maybe you can't bring in that star player that you that you you know you're eyeing or whatever the case may be for some of these young players and then pair that star player with whichever young players are left over. Right. You know what I mean? So if, if you're the Knicks right now, you you have to go towards development because if you have all this young talent, I mean, it's either these guys can grow into better players and then you can have these guys as your core for to to build into a better team into the future or you but coach these guys up to where they become so desirable from by other teams that if there's a disgruntled superstar, you can easily make that trade, right? And bring, a, and bring that young and bring that you know big superstar to the Knicks, and then from there you build you build from there. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm re- I mean everybody's looking at Utah, so that's that's something to look at. That's definitely something to look at. But my but shout out to Knicks. This is this is a win. This is not just. This is not even a meaningless win. This is not like, oh, we won. Alec Burks, you know, blah, blah, blah. this is a win because we won with the youth today. This was the best possible scenario for us fans, being up at one a.m. on the East Coast watching the game because we won with Cam Reddish. We won with IQ. We won with R.J. Barrett having another twenty-plus game. We won with Sims out here proving that he's better than Noel. We won with the youth. <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and now let's get to these super chats. So shout out to the super chats, man. First, first and foremost, $5 Super Chat. Gunshots to BKNY says, Tibbs discovered the concept of death. So proud. Hope it continues. Sell the vets. Cam Reddish is a wizard. IQ, RJ, and Mitch are excelling again. Yeah, man. Cam Reddish's layup package is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's nice with it. Like, it makes you think. If, if this kid ever gets his shot selection together, like the cast and shoot threes, there, catch you threes are there. The drives to the basket, there. Move. I saw somebody post about moving threes. I forgot which video guy did it. He said he needs to work on his moving threes. Every time he tries to shoot a three off the move, it looks funky. So that's a nice catch from him. He has to work on that. The in between game that he has to work on that as well. But I've seen some in between mid range jump shots um, in the last few games. So Cam is definitely getting better. But man, this this. Woo, when it's when it's hard to score in crunch time, and we know we can't keep going with R- to RJ to his left, it seems like man we have another option in Cam. We can, it could be like a nice little wing one two punch. RJ, go ahead, Cam, take it to the rim. Like woo, it's looking formidable. And and you got Julius Randle not touching the ball as much. His usage rate is probably going to take a no dive. I saw another interesting stat that said RJ Barrett's. Usage has reached uh, 30 the last game, and Ooh. this is the highest of his career, and it seems like it's only going up for R.J. Barrett and his usage rate because of decision-making. So, and it's proving it's – prov- it's, it's working, man. Even the game we lost, even though we lost, I still like the type of shots that we got when we played Phoenix because it resulted in, in four ways to the basket, and, and, and it also resulted in Mitch being in position to get offensive rebounds and punish teams for having to come over and play defense on R.J. Barrett. So, R.J. Barrett's only one turnover, two turnovers on the day, on the night, man. So, shout out to R.J. Barrett, man. It's all, oh, man. I, I'm, whew. 
This is this is we needed this win. We needed it. Not even just the win, but the the youth. We needed to see this. Yeah. Man. This is a Knicks Twitter win. This is a Knicks Reddit win tonight. <laughs> for real, for real. And I just want to throw in one thing about Reddit too, man. I know the hop step was, I know the hop step was um a weapon back in the day. You know the refs they call it travel there, but refs call it travel now. Yeah. Reddish, Eurostep, okay? Eurostep gives you the same type of result, and it's not a travel, okay, man? Use yeah. the Eurostep more often. Absolutely, man. Reddish, work on that year. Work on that year. Work on that hop step, man. Hop that hop step out of here. Uh, t- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Work that out in practice, all right? Shout, shout, shout out to uh, to Mark Confessor Clemente, who sends a, a, a Euro super chat, 250 Euro, which I think ends up being like four dollars and something cents i think but shout he says iq iq showing in the fourth quarter never looking to pass all about his stats it's like poor version of isozo playing pg in terms of offense at least isozo can break down defense without screens he should not be the pg um well right now iq is a part-time pg he he, he he can break down bigs without screens. That's the most he can do right now. He can be, he can break down bigs without screens, and um, he he's not a real he he's a part time PG at this point. How many assists he had? He had some nice passes today, but like I yeah. said, like I said in the beginning, it's it's his his scoring sets up his passing. It's not the the other way around. So um, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Ryan. No, I no, I just want to throw in that. You know, of course, after one game, I'm not convinced that, you know, IQ can be a full-time point guard. I still believe that IQ is better off with a guy like McBride or somebody beside him who can, you know, run the point guard duties and he can play off all, you know, or a guy that can give you point guard, you know, playing in, in, um, in, <laughs> in like minutes, you know, in, in like minutes, you know, a few minute stretches. But here's my thing. I don't want to, I don't want to um, stress on the fact that IQ is uh, is a, is he a real point guard or not? I don't want to stress on that. I feel you. It, it, it's just the fact that today he played good, and I liked what he did when he was at the point guard. You know, especially on the defensive end where he grabbed the rebounds and started fast breaks and was pushing pace and was playing good. So you know, I'm I'm giving IQ his props. Do I think he's the point guard of the future? No. But today he played really well, so I, I, I don't really want the IQ slander right now. I really don't want the IQ slander. I feel, I, yeah, I, I, I want to bask in this win today. IQ had a, a good game. I know maybe maybe he could have passed a little bit more, but he had six assists. He made some nice passes too. When he got into rhythm, he made a nice pass to Cam Reddish. He made some a, a nice lob to Sims. So he had some good moment, moments passing the ball. So I'm gonna give IQ his props today, and I'll save the IQ slander for when he deserves it. <laughs> when, yeah. when he deserves it a little bit. <laughs> exactly. when, he, when he deserves it a little bit more. And now on a blowout win from 116 to 93. I'm, I'm, I'm keep... We got three callers up today. Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. Real, we, we should be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we said we pushed the ball out here. Well, IQ did really did good today. Was advanced the ball faster than anybody else we, we have. He pushes the ball and advances the ball for sure. Um, does he always pass it to the, the shooters after it penetrates? No. Um, but, you know, he's not a full-time point guard. But it is what it is. First caller up. I'm not sure where it is, but let us know what your name is and where you're from. What's going on, Jay? What's going on, everybody? It's Fatboy from Harlem. What's going on? What's going on, man? I, I. Not much, man. I'm broke. Morning, trying to see my niggas get a win. So 
It is what it is. I'm just happy everything fell through. You had to break that streak, son. I'm tired of taking L's, man. Tired. I'm tired of doing it. Y'all are, man. Since finally broken, finally patched through, started to watch some of these shows on YouTube, like y'all and, and, and Care TV and all that good stuff. I'm saying, following some awareness on what the hell is going on with his team. <laughs> we as fans watch these games, so we're gonna know possession by possession, bucket by bucket, what exactly is going on with him formulating a, a depth roster that he already has been given. He was just too obnoxious and absurd to the fact of what was available on our team, going with veterans that he already knows facts what to do, but. They're playing like they don't even know what to do. So what's the next step? We have to let the youth step in because I'm thinking from the developmental standpoint now, I'm trying to see what we got for the rest of the year going into next season. Rose is out. I'm, I'm not counting him to come back next, come back this season, even if we make it to the play-in because that infection that he had on his ankle, I just wanted to make sure that it's cleared up and ready to go. I want him to stay in offseason. We could resign him, and we could work and deal out with him. But first and foremost, Mitch is going to get that bag this year. Oh, he's getting it. Yeah. If we don't resign him, that's going to be a problem, really, because the front office is going to have to give some answers as to why they didn't work that out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you, man. I kind of feel like they was already trying to give damage control early, even releasing the news that they were trying to um, they were negotiating all season. So that that was that's a worrisome sign. But at the end, I'm hoping that they actually do resign him, and they, and uh, we can make some maybe some subsequent moves to free up some space if he had to to sign him, man. Because like that's we, what I'm saying. As far yeah. as what Walsh had reported, I think a week and a half prior in regards to Mitch's contract situation, they said that he was eligible for I think between a three to four year, forty eight million dollar deal, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So around those numbers. Yeah. Four year, forty eight. I'm saying. Four I wouldn't even be mad if he got 42 because that would have gave us like maybe two or three million mm-hmm. as far as the player option with some cushion room for free agency. If need be, that way we won't run too below the cap. We still have some wiggle room to, to maneuver certain, to enable certain things. But, you know what I mean? I'm just glad that we weren't really being observant for one of the most illest tank jobs ever in the league that I probably would have ever seen go for in any organization. Because... We were putting up enough effort. We were giving up double-digit mm-hmm. digit deficits every single game. I'm looking at four quarters like this parallel got to stop for some reason. Like, I don't know what it was. Last game with Phoenix got me tight because Randall knew what he was doing. Going back after Cam Johnson like that, that was just unsportsmanlike, and that shouldn't have been going abroad at all. As right. Yorker, he has to understand. Yep. Hold your composure, even if you're on the road, bro. Yeah. It's not worth the fines or you just being in the publicity in that light for them to paint you that kind of person. That's not how he is normally. I can vouch for that. Not saying that I know Julius personally, but just off of his mannerisms with him being a father and him having to actually set a prime example for, for somebody that wants to come up and maybe play in the league one day, he he, he got to do a better job on being a Oh, yeah. Team. That's absolutely. And, that's Overall, absolutely. Like, this is, he, he can't be going about the, the way things have been going. I, I literally give him an automatic effort. His behavior is playing. Don't get me wrong. His effort, he's trying. He's cleaned up since the All-Star game. He's been averaging close to maybe 19 games. So I'll give him that kind of benefit of the doubt. But overall, 
he has to step up and he has to be the player that he was last year. We I'm, need him now more than ever. If, if RJ's having this stellar year, the, the way he's playing for the last month and a half, averaging over 23 a game, I'm getting close to 38% from the three. He's, he's starting to clean up his free throws, but percentage-wise, the team belongs to RJ right now when it's supposed to belong to Julius. Julius can do mm, highest on our on, yeah. on our roster. Stop playing, bro. You, you know you're one of the top 20 players in the league. Stop acting like you don't know what it's equal. I I'm, I'm I, I feel uh, it. I, I feel I, I'm 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 on the change of the guard. I'm not I'm gonna lie, homie. I'm with I'm with you on, on, on a lot of the points, but I feel like it's I feel like it's time to I feel like it's time to change the guard a little bit and get his you get 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 uh get Randall into a secondary more of a role. That I think that's the best, yes, the best mean, way to go. And I don't, I don't, I don't even see nothing wrong with him coming off the bench late this season being sixth man because at least he'll have a set of players rotated around him to where he'll be the number one option. It, it doesn't have to be that way the whole time. We can actually have multiple, multiple people, multiple scorers if we have the right lineups. You can't have two, three people that's having droughts. They two. I mean, three out of five people that's in the lineup that's high. That's messing up chemistry. I feel you. I'm not saying that it, it, that he doesn't have the high impact to make that call on site, but Tibbs is wise enough to know if, most of, I mean, if momentum is shifting our way and we're not actually getting plays off the correct way we need to, he has to understand the minute that's not going down, call a timeout. If it's available, use it. We. We messed up a challenge this game, losing the timeout. Thankfully, it didn't cost us in the fourth quarter. But as my head coach, I, I, I need you to have a word for understand knowing who's on your team, actually preparing this team correctly to actually no sets. Right, right, right. I got how to, switch, how to switch out of rotations, isolating mismatches, understanding mismatches from different ends of the floor, offensive or defensively, knowing. Who's hot? Who's not? I agree. Don't take out the person that's hot. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's, I agree. Yeah. So, why you taking Mitch out? Why you taking Mitch out in the middle of the second? He had less than three fouls going into halftime. I mean, it, it was a line. It was a lineup switch for for matchups, and Ryan G talked about yeah. it a little bit earlier. They, they went small, so he went some, went kind of small too, and matched up, and actually worked out for us. I, so I know why I get it. But yo, thanks for yeah. calling, man. We we got some other calls to get through. All great points, though. Uh, I would love to have you call into the show um, next time. And you, you crazy for being up with, at 1 a.m. with us, man. You crazy. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Man, all right. So, I mean, he has some, some, he has some things. Like, he, has some thing, he has some things to get off his chest. He feels like yeah. Randall, Randall should get back to next last season. Randall, It's, it's going to be interesting to see uh, if Randall's even here. I know some more. Yeah. I see some people in the chat saying he wouldn't even take the motion well, but I like it. Just seems like it's time. We already seen how it is where Randall is the main guy. He, he will not going to be able to get uh, less than four turnovers a game from him if he his usage rate is so high. So I like the changing of guard. I think we need to transition to a more traditional wing point guard run offense. What do you think? Yeah, I also think that. Uh, yeah, I think Randall's time with the Knicks is winding down right now because besides everything that transpired this season, the young players are showing out. And I think if you're the Knicks right now and you look at the team and you're like, okay, where are we right now? 
are we near being a contender? No. So why not concentrate on development? And if you're going to concentrate on development, I feel like players such as Randall, Fournier, etc., you have to somehow, you you know, what trade them and see what you can get for them or whatever the case may be and then concentrate more on the youth development because right now the Knicks are nowhere near a championship squad. It's not like, okay, we have all these vets and we're near – so, you know, let's continue to build. Like, yeah, we're battling for a play. Yeah, exactly. Like, battling team, <laughs> for a play. Exactly. So, I think, so I think at, at this point, it's like you have to become a developmental team and develop the youth. And like I said, you know, you develop the youth, and as long as you control the cap in your favor, you can you can possibly flip that youth for a big name player in the future who's even who's even better than Julius Randle. And then he'll then then you can build around that big name player and um yeah that's my thoughts about it I think Julius Randle's time is up and he's not a top twenty player I'm sorry my guy he's not a top twenty player in the NBA I'm yeah, sorry he's not yeah <laughs> it, it, he's a good he's a really good player um, yeah in certain roles a leadership role he's too emotional to be a leader that's for sure um, but he's a really good player in a certain role. And he might have found like maybe a little bit more of a niche playing here with the Knicks, um, but uh, maybe he can lead a second unit. Maybe he can be a second or third option. Um, him being a number one option, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, if he's able to like somebody would say, if he's, if he's able to take a demotion well, then may, maybe it might be worth it. Who knows? But that's 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 really barring his attitude is fixed because his attitude is is really the biggest problem it seems to be. But um, who knows if he's moved on from if we package him for so let's say a Donovan or something I'm, I'll be fine I don't care I'll be all right with it I'll I'll, I'll I'll be fine but um next caller up we got Reaper hey what's up guys good evening thank you guys for taking my call yeah uh, the last call I'm not sure what he was talking about you know it was like look I mean uh, Julius had a hell of a season last year. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, they was some, put up some really unbelievable stats. So uh, it wasn't a lot of people. It was pretty much, I think, uh, the stats he put up, it might have been him, Joker. I'm not sure if there was anyone else that was putting up that kind of stat. Although Joker was way more efficient. Right. So that's what separated, obviously, players like Joker from Julius Randle. But, you know, the stats he was putting up was like, honestly, you got to give it to him. It's no joke. Even the, honestly, even the stats he puts up this year just shows the uh, – the kind of talent he does have. He's, right. just, he's a head case. You know, he doesn't just a low IQ ball player. That's just what it comes out to, you know. Uh, and it, it's unfortunate because he could be he could be a very special player if he, you know, if his mind was right. But, you know, that's not really what today's call is about. But I'm just happy, you know, they won and they won, you know, playing the kids, which is really good. And, you know, the one thing is like it's, you know, playing McBride. I mean, it's like it's such a no-brainer because – yeah. If you actually, if he really wants, fine. You can play, start quickly, and just have McBride coming off the bench. But I guess, you know, obviously it's nice the the, uh, the chemistry they have uh, with the bench unit that they had today on the offensive end and also on the defense. Uh, just McBride just gives you a better, you know, a better defender at that point of attack. And mm-hmm. so it, it was just a no-brainer. And, you know, glad, I guess we all should be happy he finally did it. I don't know if he was doing us all a favor. <laughs> you know it's it's just crazy you know it's like it's like 
the fan base, everyone just saw this. You know, everyone thought actually once the uh, basically once we're going into once the uh, All Star game was over, that's what we we're going to see, right? Changes are going to be made, and we're going to focus on the youth. And you know, he still didn't do it. And honestly, today it felt like these guys got the extended minutes because it was a blowout, and they were able to basically extend the lead or maintain that lead, right? Because uh, you know, if it was a closer game, would he have done that, or would he have just had Big Bride look at it? You know, Maybe. would he have had Big Bride play ten minutes? In, in reality, though, like I, I feel like man, if he, it was, it was the, it was. The, it was the second unit's doing that that league got as big as it did. It, that, that's why that league got as big as it did in the second quarter, and that's why that league got as big as it did yeah. in the fourth quarter. I think you had to be a fool to. I mean, okay. you had to be a fool to, to not see the correlation between the the type of defense that was being paid, played and how big that lead was. Like I, I, I can't even, I can't even see it. So I, honestly, I, I, yeah, honestly, J, J. Ellis, like I agree with you, but honestly. Aside from today, you could see this, like, over a month ago. I mean, like, when they had issues, you start seeing they had issues. Like, obviously, well, we've had issues, like, stopping uh, uh, people at the point of attack the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. And he tried Burks, and Burks wasn't working, and Els fell in miserably, miserably. I mean, like, over a month ago, you know, back in early January, it was like it was a no-brainer to, like, just – if you want to start quickly, fine, and just put McBride at the second unit. You just need some defense at the point of attack. It doesn't matter if the offense is not that great because the way he's run the offense anyway is like, like quickly or um, McBride just has to dribble the ball down the court and hand it off to Julius or RJ. So if that's all they got to do, why the hell are you playing Burks, you know, at the point it. guard position? Yeah, because he it can switch. It was a no-brainer. Because he could switch. But, but he's yeah. still too slow yeah. to guard so, faster guards, so it doesn't even matter that he can switch because he's just blowing by him anyway. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it was just a no-brainer. It was stupid. And so what I think is, like, what we've been saying the whole time, is, like, he's just stubborn, you know, because he just didn't want to do it. Right. You know, and it's, like, and it's just crazy. And to me, I think it's just crazy. And that's why, honestly, that's why I don't even think he needs to be the coach for this team. Uh, he's just way too stubborn, you know, yeah. and he, he thinks, you know, his, it's his way or the highway. Um, I mean, there's, it's just one of many issues I have with him, you know, so I'm not even trying to, like, get relitigate all that stuff. I feel you. But I feel you. I'm just, I feel you. I feel you, man. I, I'm just really, you know, I'm just really happy we've got a chance to see kind of, like, some of what we have uh, because, honestly, it's we, there's a lot of talent on this team, especially with, like uh, – A lot. Uh, yeah. They just, they just need – you need someone to just work with these guys. And a lot of them have pretty – they're all hard workers, it seems like. Right? They have their head screwed on straight. Especially freaking um, – why am I forgetting this kid? Uh, Cam Reddish. I mean, like, man. man. I mean, all Oof. this kid needs – he just needs somebody to spend a couple of summers with him. He needs a lot of work. But, man, this kid is really talented. He really is, you know? man. It's just unbelievable. And to tell you the truth, I think I said this one time a long time ago, is like when you have these young players that come into the league and they end up being bust, like you got the Demis Smooth Juniors of the world and stuff like that. In my opinion, a lot of times I don't really think is really the, you know, the players that much. Because if you think about it, Dennis Smith Jr. and some of these guys, some of these kids that come in, it's not like you have an R.J. Barrett. You got the basketball pedigree and you got people behind you trying to show you what you need to be doing and right. how it needs to be done. You need a backing. And Every, all those yeah. kids are not all like that. Yeah. You, you need you need a proper team to kind of bring you up. 
and and you're telling me like who whose fault it is is it so like you're asking me between the kid who's the kid who's 19 years old or 20 years old who's dedicated his whole life since he was like seven years old very disciplined at his craft and then you know he makes it to the nba then he flames out is it his fault or is it like you know the gm who kind of maybe got the job because he knew someone i mean like these kids i think sometimes like you know uh people just kind of like they forget i think they, they kind of like yeah. put too much blame on the kids a lot and it's like these kids they need a lot of help and if you don't have the good organization they just it's just not going to work because there's nobody showing them how to do it absolutely you know, yeah. absolutely. you're 19 years old yeah, I agree. When I was twenty I, years old or twenty one, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Did you? I didn't know a dang thing when I was twenty one years old, you know. Yeah. So, um, so it is what it is. I'm just happy they won. We got a chance to see, like, you know, some glimmer of hope. And if Thibodeau wants to stay, then you know they need to get rid of all these older players and he needs to play these kids Facts. and bring them up right. And you know, if not, honestly, to tell you the truth, given everything that's going on. They're not going to let this front office pick a second coach. If they bring Tiz back, I know what game they might be trying to play. I don't think uh, he gets. I don't think they let them pick a second a second coach. Mm. If they get rid of Tiz midway second, there's way too. They got too many moves that basically, that essentially it kind of like expires, right? Bring back with you. You don't have like all the information <laughs> you need to make a decision by the beginning of next season. It's like. Like Obi is one of them. Um, you got Cam Reddish is definitely another one. That's like a hot one. I mean, there's just so much. And then we forget McBride. McBride is only signed a three-year contract, so you have to make sure you have all the information of, uh, about McBride by even mid next season. Yeah. So it's like there's just way too many moves that basically go stale and go bad. And like if they try to pull that move, I don't think I think Dolan cleans house. If they try to basically play the move like oh like you know well okay we're wrong it's our first coach so we need to get rid of him mid-season i don't think that's going to fly i think they clean house if they screwed us up because there's just going to be way too many things that fall apart and dolan is not going to go for it that's just what i think man but all right that's a hell of that's a hell of a theory salute to you yo salute salute to you reaper man thanks for calling y'all all all crazy (laughs) watching this at 1 a.m but i guess when the knicks win with the kids everybody is up because we got mad people in this chat today (laughs) (laughs) mad people for 1 a.m anyway (laughs) salute to you reaper yo what do you think about that man he thinks that uh if tom Thibodeau was gone that mean dolan's gonna clean house i'm not sure if i agree with that what do you think though I think I, I can't see either. I, I feel like Dolan's going to give Leon Rose and World Wide West. I think he's going to give those guys a chance to at least make it right at least once. Yeah, me too. You know, yeah. So I think even if Thibs fails and they end up firing Thibs and they replace, you know, him as a head coach, I feel like, you know, Dolan's going to give them one more chance to try to make it right. Now, say, for example, they hire the next coach and that coach is still not the right coach for the team. And they, and they're still bringing in the wrong free agents and things of that nature. Then I can see Dolan be like, you know what, this is not working now. Let me clear house. Got you. Yeah, all right. And shout out to World Wide West too. All right. Shout out to World Wide yeah, West. Worldwide Everywhere West. we go, we leave a worldwide mess. All right, some mess out here. Even though we just won today, I just want to hit that button. Yes. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but yo, shout out to the chat room. We got two more callers in. I'm gonna take these two, and then we got to. It's late, so I need to sleep. But shout out to Kim Low. Shout out to Dark Matter. Uh, Fritz Alexander, uh, Sangford 929, Lex Malik, 
uh, picks with Timmy. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show, 1777 memorabilia. Everybody, man, if you're down for the KOT show, please hit the like button, subscribe button, and comment as well, especially after the show. It's going to help the algorithms be kind to you guys, all right? So please do that. And um, catch us after every post game. We here talking Knicks, and we're going to be back. Uh, Knicks Kings coming up next. Hopefully we win that game too with the youth, all right? Next caller up. We got RJ from Jersey. What's going on, RJ from Jersey? Hey guys, what's happening? What's going on, man? Nice to hear you. Hey, man. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, I I liked what I saw tonight, man. I I think you know I'm hoping this is gonna give Tibbs a bit of a wake up call. I mean, you love the way RJ played, and I counted at least I want to say at least three or four times where RJ grabbed the rebound and went coast to coast, finished left. Yeah. Uh, you had Jericho, you know, grabbing 11 boards in 19 minutes, and the kids played well. And, you know, like we were talking about earlier, it, it, it's hard to see this happening if Tibbs is still around next year. Yeah. Because, um, obviously, he's got, you know, I, I understand he wants to win no matter what, and he's going to play his veterans. But it, it's like, it's so hard to... Like, you have to get him as little veterans as possible in the summer. Right. Like you have to get him an offensive <laughs> Like, get him, get him an offensive coordinator so he can have some type of playbook. And it, just so much has to happen for it to the work, you know, in the favor of player development and stuff. And I just don't know. I don't know, man. Because, you know, he, he, he runs a lot of it. Even with Johnny Bryant, who's known as an offensive, you know, he ran that high West Coast offense under uh, Quinn Snyder. He doesn't have much say because it's Tibbs' offense. You could see it. Right, right. So I don't know. I don't. I don't exactly know how that's going to work. Um, I, I know they might give him half the year because he might have earned it with last year and all. But it, I, I just hope we continue to see these kids get runs at least in the final whatever games of the season because I loved what I saw. I think Cam Reddish. You know, we were talking about last game. He looked good, but but, but you know he didn't play in the closing lineup. And tonight. He goes out there, he gets 25 minutes, and he showed what he can do. Yeah. The kid looks good. He looks like a, I don't want to say, I don't want to, I hate comparing, but he does look like he's got that Paul George physical tool set, right? Mm-hmm. A little T-Mac in him maybe. And, and I think he's a really good wing to have on this team next to RJ. And I, I just like the way they played, and I hope that it continues to go forward. I just don't know. It's really hard with tips here, so. Yeah. Thanks for taking the call, guys. Yeah. I'm gonna go get some sleep. Yeah, man. I, I, <laughs> man, I agree. I, yo, oh all right, man. The, yeah, man. Yo, and it's funny too because there's a video going around where Mark Berman was talking about that Tibbs coaches differently, right? Shout out to I think it's Nick's Buzz. I think it's Nick's Buzz who interviewed Berman and said that Tibbs controls the offense and defense. He doesn't rely on his assistant coaches to kind of help him call plays or. Or, or aid in like assisting in the decision making, so like he, he kind of all runs through him a lot of the times, and mm-hmm. that's a little a lot of reasons probably why our offense doesn't look as diverse as other offenses because he doesn't really have input from other people. So even the idea of adding an offensive coordinator mm-hmm. it seems like it might be a waste of time for us because Tips has to actually use him, and I'm not sure he's, he's for that. Yeah, and coaches that run a dictatorship, I'm not too fond of because 
okay, like, even if you're a great coach and you know your basketball, there are guys on your assistant staff, at least you should surround yourself with guys who are more knowledgeable than you in your weak areas. Exactly. So, if you're Stibbs and you know you're a defensive coach, like, yeah, you should be the one handling the defense, but then, yeah, you should hire a guy on your staff that's going to be helping you with the offense since you're not too great in that area. And I think and I, and I think what what really defines a great coach is somebody that knows how to take criticism from his other from the other people on his staff and then use that information to try to be better as a coach. It's, I agree. It's, ne- it, it's never a good thing when a coach just takes over everything and, and does not consult his staff on what he can do better or – or what do you think that you can implement that will help the team to, you know, be better offensively, be better defensively, whatever the case may be. So yeah. if it's true that Sibs is a coach that he doesn't even consult his assistants. That's crazy. To me, that's a to me that's a negative sign right there. That's not even just coaching. That's just in life. That's with KOT. Yeah, exactly. That's with starting a business. That's with any group situation you want. If you you want to have the the, the ideas of people around you to kind of elevate stuff to the next to next level and kind of catch blind spots. Because let's, let's be honest, everybody has a blind spot. Yeah, everybody has a blind spot. So, um, hopefully, I don't. At this point, it just seems like he's set in his way. So I'm kind of I'm kind of with you, Brian. Ryan. Uh, it's, it's it's looking really crazy. It's every every time we talk, I'm like, man, I don't even know. I don't even know about this coach, man. I don't know. <laughs> y'all, y'all beat y'all beat me into submission <laughs> with this get rid of tips thing. Next caller up, last caller on the night before we, we uh, all go to bed. I'm not sure who's who's next, but let us know what your name is, where you're from, and what do you want to talk about. Actually, I think a last caller actually. Um left but um i can take the last call okay okay cool Um, that call was like it's too late i'm I'm going to bed i feel you (laughs) (laughs) yeah actually i want to i want to throw a scenario by you um so i I think pretty much everybody says that tibbs won't get fired by the end of the year just not to burn bridges uh you know it's a whole caa family type thing but what if the knicks um, kind of flipped it and just made Johnny Bryant the coach for the last few games and put um Tids on the bench for a couple games. That is no way he's going to transition. That, that transition Bryant into into the position. That's that's like having that's like when you, that's like having Randall off the bench. Like that's not happening. Like uh. I, I mean, a lot a lot of people do it. If, if they're gonna give you all five years of your paycheck, you you might have to demote so demote the video game coach. Demote demote tips to videotape coach. Does is that what you're trying to say? Uh, like, I, don't I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, I know that I know the subject kind of kind of did with Brad Stevens, where it's like you know they they pretty much relieved Brad Stevens of coaching dudes, but they moved them up to the front office, but. I don't know if this is going to accept being an assistant coach. <laughs> he damn sure can't be in the front office. No, no, we saw what he did to Timberwolves. Like, hey, <laughs> we're, just, we're just transitioning. Like, we're transitioning. It's always supposed to happen this way. Like, you know this happens, like, in business all the time. Not, not, not. Yeah. He's too big of a name coach. I, there's no way. There's no way that would happen. I just, I just can't see it. It. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, no, no, because I'm just thinking because I was like egos, egos. Sometimes they can't. Some people can't handle that. But um, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I I just can't see. Yeah, I just can't see Fizz returning. I can't. I can't see it. Well, I, I know it. Never say never. <laughs> never say never. I can see like no, because I think you just have to handle him too much. It's like at this point, you're you're there's too much work involved. <laughs> And he just needs to be handled so much that it was like, hey, you know you need a new coach. But at that point, you're just you're just trying to save face. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I agree that he's a lot to handle. I agree that he needs a lot of particular things, and he has to be open to doing that. I'm not sure if he is open. Because if he is open to expanding himself a little bit more, then it might be easier. But I'm not sure if he really is. So I, I, I agree with you, man. I, I agree with you, man. And and what makes it harder, what really makes it harder is we have to make faster decisions. Otherwise, we lose assets. That's what really makes it harder. Yeah. Especially on Cam Reddish, guys like Sims. And like we have to make faster decisions on this youth. And the way that... Tom, you know, uses his lineup. I'm not sure if we can. And today was a great example. Like, hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for an act of God right now. Hopefully, <laughs> he saw what we did today. Where we had a whole five youth lineup, did their thing, and I hope he takes this information and uses this going forward. And not even think it, because he might even think he might not even think of it as oh, we, we trying to make the play. And if you're trying to make the play at this point. Maybe those five youths that played today together at the same time in that second unit, maybe that might be the youth that might be most likely to help us get in the play-in. Like that, maybe if, if that's what Tim's trying to do, and that's a win-win for both if, for everybody, right? We get in the play-in, and the youth gets their minutes. I mean, I mean, not not for people who want Ivy, I guess, but if we make it the play-in and we make the play-in because we play our youth, I think most people. Would um wouldn't groan at that because at least it's it's like all right the youth are getting the experience. That's the way I see it anyway. Yeah. All right, all right, man. Thanks for calling in, Fritz. Yes, man. Thank you. And yo, read, read the um the super chat we just got right now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Gunshots in the air. Shout out to Civil Analytics Knicks fans. Says a ten dollars super chat. Says, "Oh man, Fritz, that's an excellent idea. This way, if he quits, Dolan will have to pay. <laughs> Dolan won't have to, won't have to pay." Oh man, that's funny. So y'all over here thinking about severance pay options? <laughs> if we demote tips. To video, to videotape coach. All right, yeah, okay. Y'all thinking in three D now. Y'all thinking in, in metaverse language. Y'all not even thinking about playing checkers. All right, I see right. you. This is this is metaverse chess. Y'all playing. I see you. I see you guys. All right, all right. <laughs> Yo, thanks for calling, Fritz. Man, great game. Great game. Shout out to Cam. Shout out to quickly. Shout out to the second unit. Shout out to Sims. Ah oh, man. Hopefully next game tomorrow. We'll see these. Was running back, man. Was yes, running back. Sir. And like I said before, hit that like, hit the subscribe, and comment. If you like the show, we we do we go live after every game. And we're crazy enough to go live after the games, even on West Coast trips. We're nuts. All right. Because yeah. <laughs> I got Almost work in the morning. two in the morning, and we still rocking with y'all. We're still rocking with y'all, and I got work in the morning. All right. All right, let's, let's end this thing, man. Ryan G, where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. 
That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can also find me on Sergi's Corner where I post videos talking about Knicks and other sports. I'm on a little hiatus right now because I'm extra busy, but once the busyness clears up, I'll be back to post the videos. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right. You can also find your boy. Find, uh, you can find us at the KOT Show on Twitter, the Nick of Time Show on Instagram, and on Facebook as well. And I, like I always say, man, I'm, I'm, I've been promoting this. You see, we had Tommy Beer here earlier. I'm, I'm going to keep promoting this. If you, I, I see every time I promote it, somebody tags somebody else. Like, listen, just keep tagging people. I, I ask you guys, what NY media person do you want us to interview? Um, there is a post in the community post that, that – um, that has a video with Tommy Beer on it. And you'll see I ask that question. Like who should we interview next? Tag your person on Nick's Twitter. Who you want us to interview next. And it's, and it's going to help us. Tag Monica. Tag. Definitely tag. <laughs> tag Monica. McNutt. <laughs> but tag Monica. We, we I've seen, I seen some Monica's. I've seen some Alan Hans. I've seen some Ian Begley's. I've seen some some Mark Berman's. Those are the, 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 the highest ones I've seen so far. But tag some of those guys. And help us. Get them here, especially Monica. Monica doesn't follow us. All right, so <laughs> but, but um, thank you guys for watching. Next game up will be tomorrow, and yep, that is it. Shout out to the chat as well, best chat in the game, and th- yeah, that is our show. So um, and you know what? Shout out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here. All right, that is our show. Not tonight, though. <laughs> <laughs> not tonight. Not tonight. It's a mess for the Clippers, but not for us tonight. All yes, right? sir. <laughs> that is our show. We are out of here. Peace. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm